All right, a couple of uh, shameless plugs, if you will, before we get started here. So, you know, last week I was sitting there and I, w I was meeting my friend Michael and he wanted to show me something cool on his computer. So we try Skype, we go on there and, uh, you know, Skype was having some video issues and then we realized that we couldn't talk, meaning I couldn't see him, he couldn't see me, and he could share his screen at the same time. We were having all kinds of compatibility issues. I was like, wait a minute, why are we on Skype? Gotta use GoToMeeting. Not only are they a sponsor of the show, they have ridiculously awesome stuff, which is why they're a sponsor of the show. So now with HD Faces with, with GoToMeeting, which I love, not only can you have video conferences with up to six people, right, which is awesome because I'm not a phone person. You're probably not a phone person. It's cool to see people. But you can also do all the other features of GoToMeeting. So I could be seeing you you could be seeing me, and we could also be sharing screens and other things like that. It's just awesome. I mean, it could, you could do this for virtual coaching. You could do it to create products. So many different things you could do with GoToMeeting besides, of course, Meet. So if you want to check it out, absolutely free on me, on the rise to the top, 45-day free trial. All you got to do, go to GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code RISE. GoToMeeting.com, Try It Free button, promo code RISE. And... Big news, big news, here it is. You can see it right here. Create awesome interviews, the site is up right now. This is one of the biggest requested things that comes to me all the time, is people wanna know how can I you know, create an interview show? How can I create my own talk show? Like, How did you grow the audience? How do you get sponsorships? How do you land major guests? What, what are the technology that you use that's really simple and not expensive? All these things I'm gonna be teaching you in Create Awesome Interviews. So all you gotta do right now is go to createawesomeinterviews.com, enter your email below. You can hear a little, little spiel from me there on the video. Enter your email below. I'm gonna be sending content to you over the next few weeks, absolutely free, and then we're gonna have the product. It's gonna be coming out, it's gonna be awesome. I, I, I never half-ass anything. I either don't do it or I go full in. So I'm excited to be 100% pregnant on this one and really, really be helping you. So make sure check that out, createawesomeinterviews.com, and sign up for the email list, and now here is today's episode. All right, and welcome to the Rise to the Top, the number one non-boring business show. I'm David Seitman Garland, and I've got a very special treat for you today. This guy has been talked about a lot, um, Brian Moran, former guest that you got to get him on. Paul Reddick is joining me on the Rise to the Top today. Now, I got to tell you a little bit about Paul. Now, he, he's really known in the sports fitness internet marketing niche. Uh, he was 14 years in pro baseball as a coach and scout, created, as he says, too many six-figure products to, to count. And he's really changed himself you know, from a guy who was is, who is being paid hourly to highly leveraging creating products on the internet. And you know, we dive into everything today. We talk... I think the number one thing to take away from this that you're going to learn about is his anti-procrastination system, Paul Reddick's anti-procrastination system. Um, but bottom line is we go into a lot of different things, how he got started online, how he creates products, um, insights that you can use for your business, because that's, that's really the whole idea here. You know, Looking to bring on, on the show, six and seven figure earners online, show us how they did it, pick up some insights so we can all do it, right? That's what it's all about. So without further ado, here he is, Paul Reddick on the Rise to the Top. Enjoy. All right, well, excited to have Paul Reddick here today on the show. And Paul, I said it before, I'm going to apologize for my voice in advance. But as they say in show business, the, the show has to go on, even if I have no voice and I have 100 cough drops. Cool? Cool. All right, well, thanks for coming on, man. This, is, this has been 
a big get for me, you know, to, to really have a conversation with you because Brian Moran really, when he was on the show, sung your praises, and uh, it's just great to have you on. So thanks for thanks for doing this today. No, it's uh, it's it's great to be here. Yeah, I've watched a lot of your stuff, so this is very cool. All right, very cool. So you know, I thought we had a lot of topics to jump into today, and and you know, a big thing that people seem to ask all the time is they see very successful internet marketers, entrepreneurs, people like yourself, and we don't know where it all began. You know, a lot, a lot of times of where this started. So can you maybe give us a little bit of the backstory about you and like how you went from your sort of quote unquote previous career into this crazy shenanigans world that we're in now? Right. Well, you know, I, I think of it, I, I think of it differently. And, you know, the term, uh, when we say like internet marketer. Yeah, it's not a great um, term. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it really doesn't even fit like really anything we do. We can get into all that, how our business is set up later because most of our um, business and, and is generated offline and then brought online. But um, I started off as a baseball coach. Um, I had a pretty hefty baseball resume as far as I coached in professional baseball. I scouted. Um, 14 years, it says, pro baseball coach scout. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I came up through some really, uh, just by luck, was mentored by some really great coaches. So I had this kind of you know, baseball, hefty baseball resume. Yeah. I went into giving instruction, and I, I remember the first time I gave an hour-long baseball lesson, I got 15 bucks for it, and I was like, done. You know, I was like, you know, I'll do eight of these a day, and that's like, that's over like 100 bucks a day. I'll do them every day, and that's like $36,000 a year. I'm done. Um, so uh, that was my, my first, you know, foray into business. Now, I built that, that instruction business into a lot of different um, versions of it. I got I got really bad at it. Where I was doing, I was overworking, doing like sixty hours of lessons a week. I was like two hundred fifty pounds, drinking uh, four twenty ounce uh, Starbucks things, uh, you know, like coffees like this a day. But right. I don't know what this is. But so yeah. eighty ounces of coffee a day, and then of course, yeah, you got to drink beer at night to counteract that. And I was a mess. I had some money, but I was a mess. Um, rearranged that whole business. Started to put together this year long pitching program for baseball for, for baseball pitchers. Um, I ran that really successfully for, for six, seven years. But during that time, we basically started to take our product and put it into, you know, it started out as VHS. Um, old school. Old school. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you how, how old school uh, we were. Um, I had a setup where uh, we were all mail order to start with. Okay. So I would get an order, right, in the mail. And I would have my sweet dual deck VHS, nice. which still has, right? And I would pop those in. And you had to hit the, the buttons and, oh, my God, that is old school. I had the Tytech fast dub. You know, regular dub is for rookies. Losers. Yeah. Yeah, losers. So I, and then I would go to the computer and I'd hit print on the labels. And I'd, you know, and I'd do everything myself. And sure. that's, how, that's kind of how we started selling products. And um, what's very funny is that, the same advertising and lead generation we use then is still in place and still um, works, right. even though our delivery mechanism and our sales process has gotten better. But um, What our, was it? What, and how many years ago was this, just to give us a scope of where we were at here in, in the Paul Reddick timeline of awesome here? This was uh, 2000. Okay, so 2000. Yeah. Uh, so, what, what were you, so you're saying that they're still around now. What, what, were, what were you referring to there? <clears throat> we, these were totally like our, our industry publications, you know, so every industry like, you know, you, everyone's heard has been around this for a while, knows mm -hmm. that every industry niche, sub niche has their own, 
publications and, sure. and, and baseball has strong publications and we've been strong advertisers from day one. You know, so I've had relationships with advertisers for, you know, going on 12 years now. Right, right. That, you know, so, so there's, there, you know, there's, um, there's things we think about in this business and we get locked into ways of generating leads. Um, and some people might say those are old school ways of doing things, but we, you know, we have one ad that in, in a magazine um, that has run virtually untouched for years and is by far our biggest uh, lead generation. Out, really? outperforms everything else. Really? Yeah. So, so it's, but the whole idea there, you have the highly targeted audience. That you're, yeah. you're going in there, and then and then you have a, a product to sell that's good, right? So you have the this, this is what how to pitch faster type type product that comes delivered to them at the time when you started this on VHS. Is that the, was that it, or was that not yeah. developed yet? Yeah, yeah, it was basically my my, my year round pitching program in a box. Okay, got and, it. And you know, we've we've evolved now where we're delivering online and offline too now. So um, yeah, I mean that's that's really what it was, you know. So it's. I think in this business, when we think, you know, the whole this whole started with the the, the phrase internet marketing is, mm -hmm. you know, the internet has just made it a little bit easier to move people along, right? You know? um, so, for like when I started uh, doing direct mail and stuff like that, you know, people had to send in checks and do it. You know, it's just it's just made it a little bit easier to engage and 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 communicate and take orders and stuff like that. But we can't forget the original principles of marketing, you know, and and that it doesn't. It's, you know, there's, there's, it's lead generation into sales funnel and, you know, and delivering a great product. Sure. You know, and, and that makes a lot of sense. And a couple of questions real quick on the, kind of this offline before we kind of jump into when you got onto the online is yeah. that there seems to be, did you have any kind of the interesting aha moments? One that you just mentioned earlier was like, you were given instructions, someone paid you $15 and you're like, Yes, you know, I can I can teach, I can do this kind of stuff. You know, yep. awesome. Was there another moment um kind of when you also started taking that expertise and packaging it? Was that was that an aha moment or anything like that because meaning like I see this all the time like you've got a video guy or a personal trainer or something like that and everything they're doing is hourly, right? So hourly I'm doing my coaching, I'm doing my coaching, I'm doing my coaching and then they start saying, "Well, I can either raise my rates and you know this and of course some people raise them through the roof, and that's awesome. And I'm not anti-hourly stuff, but they they dis discover, you know what? I can take this and leverage this a little bit. Um, was there a moment in there where that kind of happened for you, or is it just like, did you get burnt out on anything? Like, why did you decide I'm going to give a shot to a product? Yeah, I was I was totally burnt. Like I said, I was 250 pounds. My health was a disaster. Um, Drinking the beers. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was just I was in a bad spot, and and we had slowly started the internet stuff. Um, but I could tell you that the real there was there were two guys who really changed it for me. Okay. Matt Fury and Yannick Silver, both friends oh, yeah. of mine now, um, which is kind of you know weird considering how I um, came to to their teaching. But it was uh, Matt. It was sorry. It was Matt. What was his name? Matt Fury. Okay. Matt Fury was like one of the really original guys that was. Yannick was really more of you know early on in moving me toward getting stuff kind of going. You know, right. getting everything legit. Right. Our first website was a. Our first website was a PDF that you had to literally print, a PDF. You know. uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. How, how did you discover these guys? Um, through uh, Yannick, I don't I don't remember exactly how I discovered Yannick, but but Matt Fury through Dan Kennedy. Okay. So Matt Matt's one of Dan's biggest um, you know success stories. So Matt started off with wrestling and martial arts. So for me, he was like kind of doing 
somewhat sports stuff, mm-hmm. you know, athletic stuff. So, um, yeah, I just I, I got all of Matt's stuff. And, and that was really kind of a breakthrough for me just to kind of see how Matt was marketing his products and how he was um, doing everything. So those were the two guys. I say that was really – my health was, was an issue, but – those, you know, those two guys were really uh, breaking points for me. And, and, and what year did you start kind of even looking into this whatsoever? I mean, so 2000, 2000 you mentioned the kind of the VHS stuff. Was it close to that or a little bit after? It was, a few, it was a few years after. Okay. So I, I, was, I, was, I was an old school. I can tell you that, that in 1993, I had borrowed, which, well, it started off as a borrow and it turned into a steal. Uh-huh. I didn't know I was stealing them at the time, but I would, my intention was to borrow them. But it was a set of tape from Gary Halbert's uh, – Miami seminar or copywriting seminar. Okay. A, I was I was delivering Italian food, mm-hmm. like delivery boy, and uh, he had those tapes there for his business. I borrowed them, and it was kind of like you know, the, the, the heavens opened up, and um, you know, Halbert Carlton and Kennedy. You know, so I had come up kind of learning the direct mail business from those guys for my instruction business. Sure. You know, um, so I had learned it from those guys. So I had kind of had a background in that, you know, three-step mailers and posts, you know, all that kind of stuff we had done to, to do the, the instruction business. But moving it online, um, you know, it was it, Matt and Yannick probably about 2003. Okay, yep. Yeah, 2002, 2003. So, um, but, you know, like we had a site there just because that's kind of where it was moving. Right. You know? And it seems to be that, and, and just getting to know you a little bit here through this interview, so if I'm off on this, let me know. But it seems to be that you're a guy that, one, likes to continue education. So meaning like, you're, you, you know, you mentioned like you got these, you know, you go to the seminar, you do these things. Because a lot of people, one, are scared to figure that out. I remember when I got started, that's something I wish I did earlier, a little bit better, was, was, was investing in thyself a little bit. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, though, but you also just don't learn it and then just go back. I mean, it seems like you learn it and then you're like, okay, now I'm going to implement it and then continue to go because it seems that people fall into either I don't want to pay for anything to learn or I'm going to pay for it, learn it, not do anything, and then say it doesn't work. Yeah. You know what I find is I think you have to start to really look at yourself and how you behave with these things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no excuse for, for, for not being educated this day. I, you know, I, I can't. When, when, when I do coaching, you know, I coach internet guys, we do seminars, stuff like that. When guys say, well, I just don't know how to do it, I, I can't deal with that. Because right. you go get every Dan Kennedy book, you know, 10 bucks a piece, 12 bucks a piece, whatever, on, on Kindle. And you, you've got enough there to keep you busy for a long, long time. Yep. So other, you know, other internet guys have written books. There's tons of stuff you can get. You don't need to spend a lot of money. Mm. So but for me, what I, what I started to find about, about myself early on was, I would get stuff, and I was like, "Well, I'm not doing that." So, you know, and I used to think there was something wrong, you know, with me. And then eventually, I would just say, "You know what? If I'm not doing that, I'm just not going to do it." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to focus on the things that I can that I can do. So, like, we don't Facebook, we don't Twitter. I don't do that stuff just because it doesn't dawn on me to to Facebook about to do an interview with David. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. It just doesn't. It's just not the way you're programmed, and you know how yeah. you're programmed, so you go with what you what you what works for you. Exactly, but we were just on a, on a coaching call with uh, a guy who was my partner, Tom Clark, uh, TC. We call, you know, and, and coming up with hooks and stuff like that and copy ideas. That That's just, your thing. That's your cup of yeah. tea. So I stick with that. So what I would suggest to people when they're you know going into education is dabble in yeah. a, in a lot of little things and see which ones you move naturally mm-hmm. toward. So like for me, uh, you know, answering questions on YouTube is not a great traffic thing for us. 
Um, but it's something I do very easily. I enjoy doing it. It's a value to my customers. And, you know, so we do it. Right. That's really easy. I could turn on the camera, answer pitching questions, you know, all day long. Um, but, but if, you know, if I got to do a Twitter post, it's just not going to happen. So I yep. stick, I think people need to stick with the things that, that are, they're built for naturally. And, and, and just, you know, it's fine if you can't do the rest. And then as you evolve, you can hire out people to do the rest. We're working on a big idea right now for the baseball community that is, is really going to need a lot of Facebook contests, webinars. I'm not built for that. So right. So you, get, so you know, but you can now get someone to help you. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. And I think I, I, one of the things I've noticed that success, successful people do is you said the dabble is, is you, you look around and you say, oh, what's this Yannick Silver guy doing? You know, oh, you know what? I, re I really like that guy. That guy's funny. Look at him. He's a big yeah. Capitals fan and he's out of his mind. And like, Look, he's doing cool stuff. He's got a lot of personality. I resonate with that. Silver's Someone not, else might not, you know? Silver is not cool. Let me just go on the no, record. No, he's yeah. not cool. I mean, he's a huge dork. I mean, let's just be honest with it. He likes hockey. Just means he's awesome. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm going to, I'm going to underground. So uh, that, that's, that's there our, too. All right. Well, we're going to get to hang out in person in a few weeks. Yeah. But uh, so, no, I love Yannick. Yannick knows that. But, but the idea, though, you know, of, of being able to resonate with someone is huge. So let's talk a little bit about kind of your venture now moving stuff online. Um, there's the chicken and egg <coughs> philosophy, especially now, a little bit different back then. Like meaning now, some people start a community first. They try to get a community, community, then create a product, chicken or egg. Um, the yeah. other one is coming on with a product and then figuring out how do we build a list and things like that. Were you more on that one as you, as you got started online? We, we I always lead with what your passion is, you know, yeah. and, and, and so I had a, I had a passion in, in baseball pitching. I still do. That's what I'll do it for the rest of my life. There's no way I could, I couldn't stop if I wanted to. I walk past the ESPN highlights and I see a pitching motion. I can, you know, I, that's just what I was born to do. So, but what I did from that was, I, you know, I think people go into it with, um, I'm going to learn this and then create, or I'm going to create this and then learn this. I think you really got to go with what your passion is, and yep. then um, and then you find the marketing hook around it, mm -hmm. you know. And that's you know, and, and there's nothing that's ever going to escape basic direct marketing marketing print you know, you know principles. You've got to learn those. What no, even if you're going to be a Facebook person uh, or a Twitter person, like I'm not, you, you're still going to use those there, you know. So I will only coach people that are like doing the thing that they're doing. You yeah. know, so, no, I got it. I got. It. So, what what was that for you? Just to kind of give a like concrete example, what was it was pitching, and yeah. helping pitchers. Yep. That yeah, I mean, that was it for me. I, I led with that, and then I developed my marketing hook around that, which is very easy. You know, because I know the game inside and out. I know my my product inside and out. I know you know. So it's it's very easy. I come up with a hundred different hooks. Mm -hmm. um, what was your major hook when you first? Do you remember? I mean, it's the same thing now. It, it you know. Well, it was it was a little slightly different because I started out as kind of like an uh, injury guy. That was kind of my specialty. Was I could get guys who coaches couldn't figure out, and I could figure them out. And what I what I learned over that, and I did a lot of work in the medical community, was that getting a guy healthy and getting a guy better kind of like did the same things to do that. Once you moved away from injury, you moved towards performance. So we just kind of packaged it differently as velocity improvement, um, and you know that's. That's been uh, our biggest thing, and, and we've got a, a, a proven system that, you know, uh, it works, you know, every time. If they yeah. Work. So, so in terms of the pat, it's one thing to kind of know 
where you're going. It's one thing to have a hook. It's one thing to know kind of who you're helping. I mean, you have all, these are big questions that you obviously answered that people sometimes struggle with. But the other thing is the packaging, right? Like how do you put this together into a product, sell it internet-based or whatever it may be. You started on the non-internet, um, the non-internet, the, the whatever we want to call it. Um, how did you go about that? Like did you and you can talk about maybe what it is currently or whatever it may be, but kind of the idea of like, is it DVDs? Like, what are people paying for? Um, before we get into how you got the list and all that kind of stuff, I think the, the packaging and the pricing and that kind of information is always interesting. You know, I did a lot of work for a publisher in helping off baseball authors because I could write, um, and in baseball, being able to coach baseball and write a sentence don't come very often. So there's a lot of guys with great ideas that could not put it into into um, into print, and so we were trying to get what they knew into book form. So I would get two kinds of people. I would get people who had just have an idea, um, and then I'd get another person who spent the last 10 years writing 600 pages on the greatest book ever written about hitting. So, but what I would also, what I would often do with both guys, I would take the 600 pages and I would go, that's great, now here's what we're gonna do. Um, and this is the, I'll give you my best product creation tip for anybody who's who's really serious about creating, go lean in, grab the pencil, paper, grab the iPad. Here it comes. Oh, you, don't, you don't want me to lean in. No, not you. I'm, oh, I'm talking. Oh, I'm talking oh, audience. I'm talking oh, audience. Yeah. No. Here. So here's what you do, and this is exactly what I would do with these guys. Would work every time. Um, I want you to schedule. So I'll do it with you. Okay. That bit. Okay. So give me. If you were going to speak in front of a group, right? And this would be like your money group, like your dream presentation. Yep. What group? What group would it be? Uh, so it's, so the type of group that I would want is what I call mediapreneurs, which is a lot of our audience. So mediapreneurs are like bloggers, show hosts, podcasters. Southwest maybe. What's that? South by Southwest would be a good one for you. Yeah, or even or, you know, or even internet marketers shifting into that. But people that <laughs> people that create some kind of information content. Okay, so give me an event. Give me an event. If you could pick your dream event to speak at, what would it be? Um, I would say. Probably a cross between Yannick Silver's event because it's the Internet Marketers, but also like um, like a blog world, something like that. I think makes okay. a lot of sense. So you, Yannick calls you tomorrow and says you are going to be the opening speaker at Underground. Okay. The most attended session, 9 a.m. first day. You're it. So here's what you do: you book a date two weeks out on your calendar, and you and you have to you have to be a little bit silly, okay. sound silly, but you book it out and you book it Underground, 9 a.m. lead speaker. Got it. And you really fix that in your mind. Now you prepare your presentation, you prepare your PowerPoints, you prepare everything as if it's really going to happen. So for my coaches, I would say our big event's the ABCA, American Baseball Coach Association. Yep. So I would say you're the first speaker of the ABCA, start getting ready for it it's in two weeks. So get their slides, get everything. And so what I would have you do is you book that out, you book out the day. You even even if you had to go book a hotel to make it more authentic. Whatever it is, yeah, I got it. Whatever it is, and then that morning you get into character. So if a coach was going to speak at the ABCA, I would have them get in their uniform just like they would, um, get their PowerPoint, get it set up, and at 9 a.m. they're going to start that speech, and they cannot stop. They go through that speech, and but they really have to get into it and pretend like there's an audience there. Right, like I mean, like as authentic as humanly possible here. Yep. Yeah, and and almost pretend like. You really gotta, you know, prepare, bring your A game, record it, videotape it, whatever it is. That's gonna be your product. That's gonna be the one. Really? I would take that recording, I would transcribe it, and I would spend like two hours on it, and I'd hand it back to them and say, "That's your book," because that's your best stuff. And 
never has failed. Now, the, the other best way is if you can actually get alive, you know. Sure, and we record just it. Did actually, Sunday, this past Sunday, we're, gonna, we're creating a, a, a coaches program to teach coaches how to use our stuff. Um, so we got 15 coaches that we invited that are customers of ours, local area, and we filmed a three-and-a-half-hour coaches workshop. So I, I, didn't, I, I did the product, and I you know, was able to connect with my customers. So a lot cool. of good things happened at the same time. But that's the best way to do it. So now you have audio, you've got video, you can get that transcribed, you can turn it into a book, and now you can tweak. And even if you create something additional to that, those three little pieces are still valuable like additions. Mm -hmm. So like my new, the, the GFGI book, we, we have an audio. That's Which by the way, let me, let me tell you what people, let's, let's go fucking get it. It's the name of this book. And, and, <laughs> and it is going to be, I, I, just the name of it alone, by the way, but go ahead. We'll talk yeah, more about it, but I want to. I just want to know what people. I want people to know the initials. But it's, it's one of those books that, like Dan Kennedy would say, you just have to put there, and you don't even have to read it. It just could sit there as long as you see it. It will be of value. Exactly. So but, what were you saying, kind of with the book, kind of applying that example that we were just talking about? Yeah. Well, the book now has an audio. It's got a transcription. It's going to. I'm going to have notes. It's got exercises. Eventually, we'll have live seminar footage and stuff like that. So there's a lot of different pieces. Sure. But, it did not take me very long to create, and I think the problem is people get worried about, I need to sit down and write my book, I need to get in front of a camera with a studio and film my thing, which can be very awkward for people, mm -hmm. um, or I need to get into you know, a Camtasia, make power. just get whatever you've got out, and I've always found that seminar way is the best way, because when you put a date on a calendar, um, it's going to be done by that date, and if you really give it the weight of a seminar and really treat it that way, um, it will get done. Uh, that's an that unbelievable tip, seriously, because I think that, that is the thing that I, I see people holding back, uh, myself included. We're all, we're all in the same boat, but like yeah. sometimes I'm just like, I need to get it done, you know, and you don't, and then something comes up and you keep going and going and going as opposed to just like, okay, getting this shit done on this date, here we go, gonna happen no matter what, you know, getting in the mindset for that. So that's an, that's an unbelievable <laughs> tip. And, I want to ask kind of on top of that, I read something about you that was in the testimonials on, on Go Fucking Get It. Uh, yeah. A guy named uh, Taylor Allen. Yeah. And I don't know Taylor, but seems like a friendly guy. He's Great. at the top, so he has to be a good guy. Um, and he was saying a quote here about how you don't necessarily preach the idea of the, the big launch. <clears throat> We're talking 2012 here. So, so 2012 very different than 2000, very different than other years that are going on here as, as the space has evolved. Is, is, that, is that true? I mean, I'm not going word for word there, but um, is that something that you're not the guy who really cares about like the huge-ass launch at the beginning of a product? No, we don't, we don't do any of that. Um, we have, but not anymore. Um, I don't believe in it because to me, I think once you get into, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but it's just not for me. Okay. A lot of the guys that I coach, they come to me and their businesses are stuck in this cycle mm -hmm. of affiliates, launches, affiliates, launches, affiliates, launches. And it's kind of like working with the mob. You know, you can't work with them once. You know, you, get it, you go in, you're working with them. For life. And so, yeah. you know, some guy promotes for you and now you feel like you have to promote for him. And what happens though is our most valuable thing, our database becomes like this incestual blob of seven different... A bit saturated, same, same people, same types of products, yep. 
Right, right, right. So um, I, I don't. I try and get my clients off of that um, as fast as they can, because the problem with the, the way this is set up is it allows someone really to easily kind of enter a business, and I, and I use the word business very loosely. I, promotion is what I say. You guys have some really good promotions. You don't have businesses. They can enter without proper business setup. That's a whole other interview, but. Um, they can make some money, and it looks like that can continue. But guys that come to me, um, of all the clients I've had, they see, hey, I'm coming to you because these things are getting less and less and less and less and less effective mm -hmm. because you've shared your database with everybody. Everyone shared the database with you, so they become desensitized to anything. And, and it, then, then also, too, with everybody using the same tools with their sites, the sites look the same, the same graphics people. There's just nothing to make you stand out, you know. And I, I'm not a big fan of these kind of what they would call like a syndicate thing. Which is, uh, I promote for you, you promote for me, you promote for our friend, and we have our little syndicate. And whenever we launch something, we make a lot of money and piss off a lot of people. I, I will never. Yeah. I, I and and I'm not being critical of anyone who does it. You know, I don't care what anybody else does. Do what they want. But um, I always say. Uh, gangs don't recruit uh, kids with bright futures, good backgrounds, and strong families. <laughs> gangs recruit people out of weakness. And any, the organizing principle of any group is out of weakness. Now, hope, before everybody freaks out, you know, even if you want to do like an environmental, you have to save the environment. The reason why they organize is to have numbers so their voice can be more recognized. Yep. But here's the problem that I see, and it happens, and I've dealt with guys in four or five of these things, and I have, I have to work a, a couple weeks to get them out of them. It doesn't promote competition, and competition is the only thing that's going to improve the quality of our products, reduce the prices, and it's the only thing that really serves the customer. So could you imagine if Gates and Jobs sat in a room and said, hey man, I'll come out with the Zoom and you promote the Zoom and then I'll promote the iPod and we'll be like best friends and it'd be so awesome. You know, and sure. it would never happen. It's, right. it's their competition that makes them, drives them to create better products. So when, when Microsoft or when Apple comes out with the iPad, it, it drives whoever else comes out with their tablet. You know, it, it, it makes it want to make it better and cheaper and do more cool things. When we take away that competition, you know, it's kind of like if we all went to, um, uh, well, how long would you, you play hockey, so how long would you guys just take open shots at the net and pass back and forth to each other? I don't know, but as a goalie, I'm getting the hell out of there, so. That's yeah. right. But, you know, you, but it's like shooting around in basketball, just shooting around. We're just making shots. We're just helping each other out and making right. shots. There's no, there's, no, there's no, yeah, drive to get better or really kind of focus or anything like that. And the customers lose, and that's what eventually happens with all these syndicates. The customers start to go away, not because they're, part of it's the desensitization to the message, but part of it is that the products aren't forced to get better. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, so, so I always say, if you took Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley in their heyday, and you put them on a basketball court in any playground in America, um, they wouldn't just shoot around. It would probably take those guys about five minutes before they were like, you think you're better than me? I, let's go. Yeah. And they'd be playing. So that's, I want competition. I do better. Um, and I always tell the, to my pitchers, it, it only gets interesting when a batter stands in there. Right. And so that's why we play. You know, we, and, and uh, I don't, it doesn't mean you can't work together. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you can't cooperate together and right. do things to complement 
you know, your competitors. You know, Microsoft and Apple probably hate each other, but Microsoft still makes PowerPoint for Mac. Right, right. They're not stupid, you know. So we have great relationships with competitors, but they, they know very, very clearly that. Yeah, right. You're not, it's not a syndicate. <laughs> you know, my, my question on that is let's say someone's, you know, li listening, watching here, and they're like, they're nodding their head. They're like, yes, this makes sense. Like, I'm, I've got a product I've been working on and, you know, or, or, or whatever it may be, my second one, my third one, I got friends and like, God, I, I want to I free myself from my little group where we're always promoting each other. I want to try the Paul way. Can you give <laughs> us an example or, or a, you know, an example or at least kind of an antidote on if you don't do that, you know, if you don't do the syndicate method, which is everyone promoting each other and whatever it may be, what can you do? <laughs> you know, it, or, or at least from from a philosophical standpoint, or 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 a concrete example, either way, that yeah. that still sells your product to the world, gets it out there, gets you excited, helps people, does does what it's supposed to do, but without kind of that end of it that we just discussed. You have to transition. You can't just say, "See you, guys." Turkey, no yeah, turkey. You made a deal, so you've got to transition. And what I what I usually start telling guys to do is, you know, start creating your list that you're gonna. Your kind of in-house list, um, and uh, you know, start doing things that are going to build that list. And uh, you know, one one of the things that I, I always talk about with with these guys is how do you scale? How do you scale your affiliate base? You know, and you, there's only so so deep you can go. Me, so me, when you mean affiliate base, do you mean the uh, products being promoted, or do you mean the yeah. actual or people that are buying the affiliates products? You yeah. mean there's there's affiliate in affiliate marketing. There's one vehicle, the affiliate. Right. But so so you can only scale that so far. So there's only so many people with lists. There's only so many people that will promote. Okay, I got, I got it. Okay. And also too, you're at the mercy of their decision. You know. Right, and you also don't want to be the asshole. That's like, hey, remember when you said you're gonna do that blog post and the list, and did you do that yet? Because did you? Because I didn't see it, and now it's awkward. You said you were going to, and now I feel weird. You know. <laughs> right, and now, now we're not best friends anymore. Right. <laughs> but um, so you know, there, but if you're gonna scale any other kind of advertising, so like I said, we do a ton of print advertising. Okay. There are unlimited number of things that we can go into, and we're always looking for new ones. I mean. We could be in the newsletter of the local Little League and probably make that profitable. You know, there's and there's thousands of those. So if you're, and you're just testing it and saying, does this work? Does it? Does it? You yeah. know, do you put a unique link in when you do traditional advertising yeah, or something we just like do that? Yeah, the basic testing. Uh, TC kind of is the brains behind all that. So I, you're talking the wrong guy on that, but you know, I, I see the numbers. So whatever yeah. we we do, there you, know? you go. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, you know, there's but so like, let's say. Here's one you know thing I've always given to every diet person in the world, and I, I, I've yet to have somebody do it. So maybe someone, one of your listeners, will do it. Um, you can go and advertise on uh, in church bulletins, and you can advertise in a church bulletin for like fifteen dollars a week. And you know how many churches there are, right? And there's actually advertising group buying that will buy your advertising in church bulletins, but. If you look in the back of a church bulletin, not that I go to church, but everything's advertised there, you know, very, in, you know, very um, inexpensively. So there's millions of ways to scale your business when you're paying for your advertising.
you know, and uh, but there's not there's not a lot when you're just doing affiliate stuff. Uh, makes a lot of sense. Now I want to go back a little bit, Paul, a, a couple things because I, I I would kill myself if I didn't ask this one, and same with the audience, is that got to talk. You just mentioned list building, kind of, and how that kind of all relates. And you know, we all know a list of people that want to hear from you, obviously vital, easy stuff. But uh, with your list and going back when you started doing this online. Um, can you maybe share kind of how you built it a little bit or also and or principles that you think would apply still in 2012 uh, <coughs> than when you started it kind of, you know, a little bit less than 10 years ago or whenever it was online? Um, because, you know, it's one thing because it's a different climate now. So I'm wondering if there's anything that still applies now. Well, like I said, we're, there, are, there are ads that we're still running. There you go. So, Case in yeah, point. I mean, you know, there's a lot, and we have a lot of places that people would never find us in a million years. And even the people in baseball, if they went looking, they're not going to find us. But we've, you know, we've tested and tweaked and, and, and tried a lot of different things. And that's kind of what you have to do. You know, you got to kind of kiss a lot of frogs to find um, the good ones. But, um, you know, building a list, I, I, there's I, probably the least effective way now is the way that I think people are taught to do it, which is the Twitter, the Facebook, the pay-per-click and all that. Um, I mean, pay-per-click now, best of luck. You, you need a degree from NASA and, um, you know, and, and a big budget. You're going to go, you, you could go bankrupt testing unless you've got, you know, 50 grand to really mess around with. But, um, you know, for the same amount of money that you could spend in, in those areas, like I said, you can find publications, you can find other places to advertise, and I will tell you flat out that our the people that come to us from offline sources are far, far, far more valuable mm -hmm. than. And then we also do a lot of direct mail. Interesting. So, so you're you're and and this is good to hear because I think like this is this is really what's going on. This isn't any theory. This is what you're doing. You know, that's what we yeah. try to bring on in the show. No fluff. Um, is no. the so you're doing direct mail now. Oh, we never stopped. Or you know, not, not, I mean, currently, yeah. but, you, but you've been doing it forever. Um, and that's been effective. Obviously, you wouldn't do it if it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we run, um, I couldn't give you the exact count, but it's, it's not every week per year. I would guess it's 40, 40 right. weeks per year. We're running, you know, and, and we're, we're, we're running to some lists that we're, you know, we're obviously mailing our house list. But we're mailing other lists as well, and we're testing different things. Um, yeah, and it's you know we just follow you know very simple direct mail principles. A lot of stuff I learned back in those those early recordings in the early '90s that you know they still hold up. And it's it's actually the the weird thing is that mail used to, there was a time where mail got really competitive, and now to someone to get a mail piece, you know, um, it can be different. It's it's not even close because nobody sends, you know, mail has decreased, you know. So, um, you know, and and actually, the more expensive mail becomes, the better because let more and more people drop out. So, um, you know, I would encourage everybody to if, to test mail. Just mail your your customers, and you'll be amazed. Yeah, and and on that note, you know, a lot of the the challenge, of course, with advertising, right, is you have to have dollars to spend, you know, and that and that's totally cool too. And I proponent of investing in yourself what about people that maybe you know they have they're just starting a list or, or they have uh 
500 or not 500 people that could be really good uh five people or something like that they're getting started and they're like god i don't know if i have the money to quite start investing in these things yet i'm just getting started i don't know if i have it is it a case of like well you better go find it or or is there anything else what would you say to <coughs> someone that maybe isn't in that financial situation they need a side job i mean what would you say to them yeah, I would say get the money to do it. If you go on the Gary Halbert letter, there's a there's a letter where Gary I forget the title of it, but basically it was like how to mail everybody in the world for like hundred bucks. Gary Halbert, what is it called? GaryHalbertLetter.com. Okay. okay, I'll link um, that up. And you know, basically, is you you do a mailing and you take the profits from that and you roll it into another mailing and another mailing, and another mailing. Now, if you are getting started, I don't have a problem with a strategic partnership with someone with a list. Yep. That you can do that you have a, a real real good give and take with, um, you know. But you've got to really kind of provide something for them too. And uh, you know, a strategic partnership with another person is not the same as um, you know the the affiliate syndicate. Mm -hmm. type. But um, you know, yeah, you, you might just have to do a little bit of guerrilla work, you know, and, and get in there and and uh, you know. Do some dirty stuff of, of re, you know sending out smaller mailings, get take that money, roll it into another mailing, and so on and so forth. Um, but also, you know, uh, when you do when you look for advertising, you can find advertising very cheap. Yeah. You know, I mean, one of my biggest success stories is Brian Moran. Ah. Oh, uh, started former on, guest of the show, and also the person that specifically said you got to get Paul Reddick on the show. So. Yeah. I, you know, here's the problem: I can't have Moran. You know. We have to reverse that story somehow. I don't yeah, know. what a jerk, huh? I can't live with Moran. Yeah, <laughs> give me these things. But, um, uh, but you know, Brian Moran started with fifty bucks. Yep. Now he's making over a hundred thousand dollars a month. You know, so that's a great point because yeah, a lot of people either think you either have to have the big money to do it, or you you're you're effed. You have to go another way. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the the funniest story about Brian Moran, which I'm sure he did not. Um, I, I did not listen to the whole interview that you did with him because there's only so much I could take of him. You know, I already got, <laughs> got it. Well, yeah, once you get past the, the, the twelve <laughs> yeah, minute mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, but uh, uh, Brian, when came was at the first seminar we talked about GFGI, and Brian, we had to we had to scholarship Brian into the seminar. Ah. he could not afford to come. That was a year ago, October. So you're only talking about sixteen months ago. Right, and now. Numbers now Brian's yeah, yeah. lending me his uh, his yeah, Ferrari for the weekend. Exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> but but bottom line is, yeah, you might have to do other tactics, and I see that yeah. a lot. Is I see people either start small with advertising and saying, okay, we're going to build up and figure it out, or as you mentioned, kind of the guerrilla tactics, you know, guest blogging, wrong. doing different things, and then once they get kind of a base, <clears> then they <throat> kind of douse fire on it, the successful ones, and say, okay, now we can start trying some other stuff because I got a little bit of money and you know whatever it may be. There's nothing wrong with Facebook and Twitter, and I know yeah. guys who are doing great with it. Yeah, you know, yeah. but it's just not for me. So I mean, there's tons of ways to build out your list. You know, that's just I stick with what we do best. You know, and and so yeah, I mean, all those things are great. You know, just find out what what's going to come naturally for you and just go for it. Yeah, and that's kind of the exact lesson of the show is that there's never always one way to or there's never <laughs> one way to do something, and we try to bring on people to tell their story, and then hoping that people resonate and say, okay. You know what? I love that Paul guy. Screw that Brian guy. I don't screw the Brian. Yeah, screw that guy. Perfect. I want to. I want to learn from Paul. That's I right. Check out his stuff. So, so, uh, final question before I want to talk a little GFGI as we wrap up. But final well, question. Hold on. I just want to buy the the domain. Screw that Brian guy. Just hold on. I'm just gonna buy that one. That could be worth eight dollars right there. Um. So, <laughs> final question, and this is kind of a a big question before we talk a little 
GFGI is that you've been at this game now, you know, offline, online, all over the place. Um, if you were to kind of go back to the beginning of, of where you were, would you, with the kind of the knowledge you have now, was there any major things you would give advice to the younger Paul and say, you know, don't do that, that was stupid, or, or make sure you do a little bit more of that because that really worked well and I just want to let you know. You know, I, 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 I look at all things in a continuum. Uh, and I, I, in the GFGI book, we have a section called My Collection of Fuck-Ups. And, um, and basically what it's supposed, you know, is, is here are the things that I fucked up. And um, here's what I learned from it. And here's where I would have gone if I didn't. And here's what I now know because of that. So I, I try to really reframe those things. So I... I I really see even the colossal mistakes we've made. Um, I, I, and I understand that because people learning from it, you always learn to move forward. I get it. But but if you were yeah, to say anything. I guess early on, I was um, – I probably would have gotten a little bit more help quicker. You know, I, I tried to do ah. everything myself for a long time. And, um, and, and that, was, that served me, and it has served me a little bit because I, I know how everything in this business works because I did it. But I was, this was my thing. I built it. I owned it. I loved it. And I wasn't going to let anyone even near it. But now I got my best friend who works for us, TC. We've been best friends since we we're real little kids, grammar school together, 30 years going on. Cool. Um, got, you know, we got a bunch of people that work for us, the staff. And, and every time I've brought on a really smart person, um, it's just been great. So had I done that a little earlier, um, we probably would have been in, had done more, you know, done better things sooner. So that's, that's probably it. Is got that. it. Well, see, I got an answer. I got an answer though. So I had to get <laughs> one. Um, all right. So, uh, Paul, as we wrap up your last few minutes here, I want to spend a little time because again, as soon as I saw this title, I was like, yes, got to talk about this anyway, but it's called go fucking get it. Uh, for those that are into explicit language, like I am, you're going to love it. Um, how to get what you want without being a jerk off. Uh, it's a book plus, but tell us kind of, uh, what this is all about and then, you know, what's going on with that. What do people get and all that kind of jazz? Yeah. Well, here's, here's the basic philosophy. I work with so many guys that are, you know, do a lot of coaching and mastermind stuff like that, that we have. And the biggest, the biggest thing that I've found with them is that they're just unclear about what they want, how they want it to happen. I get a lot of guys at first call with me to say, well, what do you want? I want a million dollars. Really? What are you going to do with it? You know, tell me what you're going to do. Um, then, then I start, you know, I, I, the, one of the first exercises I do is I want you to download the tax, the tax breakdowns on a million dollars. Yep. And then go tell me if you're what you want to, you know, how much you really want to make, you know, versus how much you really need. So the whole idea behind it, and, and it's, it's kind of sounds silly, but as harsh as the title is, and as harsh as the language is that we use during the interviews and in the books and stuff like in the book, it's, it's, it's really like a love letter to my wife and kids. Because I, I want to, I don't want to waste a second bullshitting anyone, myself, on what I have to do in business. I know exactly the amount of money that we need to make to live the lifestyle that I want. I don't want to work. I want to work as little as I can to get that. I want to be as laser focused as I can. I want to make everything that I do about my, the life I lead and my family. So um, I'm never going to rob them to pay for some stupid car. I'm never right. going to rob them to pay for a house. I'm never going to rob them of time because, um, you know, on my, on my, my dad died at 54. And at the end of his life, 
he had houses, he had cars, and he had money. And my father was, a, was not a, 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 you know, a, a spender or anything like that, but I'm just mm -hmm. saying what he had left over. Yeah, sure, sure. Sure. But what he didn't have any more of was time. And uh, that's just a lesson that stuck with me. So I want the guys that I work with, I don't want you to, I don't want, oh, this is what I want to have happen. This is what, I, this is my goal. No, when you want something, you put them right in front of you, your family, and you, you go fucking get what you have to go get for them to live the life so that you can be the father, mother, boy, whoever it is, son, that you, you, know, you want to be. So um, for me, it's, uh, it's just clearing out the bullshit. Mm -hmm. And stop, you know, the, the petty crap, the stuff that distracts us, and getting to the heart of what you want, how much you want, what you want to experience, who you want to experience with, and who's the most important person to you. So one of the most powerful exercises we do. I was going to ask, give us, give us, you got to give us a tidbit, you know what I mean? Okay. Well, yeah. here's, here's the first thing we do in the seminars. And we've had, and I've done a lot of this in the fitness community, because I started these seminars with, with another one of my best friends, Zach Evanesh. <clears throat> um, who you should have on this show. Zach. Okay, I will. I'm going to write that name down. Yeah. Zach oh, Evanesh. Zach, Zach is, uh, he'll, he's far more entertaining than me. Um, <laughs> but uh, How's that possible? All right. Yeah, yeah it's, it. it's possible. He's, he's great. And then what you can do is if you want me to come on later and I can do an impersonation, that'll blow Perfect. up. Perfect. 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 Um, all right. So here's what I have him do. We stand up and, and, and well, I, I, first I have him write down five quick things. They know what they just did in their business would make more money or would free up more time or would get them whatever they want. So maybe it's hiring an assistant, doing whatever, whatever it is, five things. Then I have them pull up on their phone a picture of whoever's most important to you. So they go into their phone, you know, so is your wife, your kids, your boyfriend, girlfriend, right. mom, dad, it doesn't matter. So, um, and they look at them and we have them recite a statement that kind of goes something like, I have in my hand five things that I know if I just did would create more money or freedom or time and that would give me more time to spend with you. I know these things will, will I'll be, I can easily do these things, and I knew them before I got here, but for one reason or the other, I'm not doing them. And so what it really means is uh, these things are just harder than uh, the time I want to spend with you. Um, I'll probably never get them done, and in the end, I won't have the time that we need to do the things we want, and I'll probably end up letting you down. And when you're locked on to the eyes of the person you love, and you're told to let them down... I've had some of the biggest like muscle heads in the world, you know, like in tears, you know, but a good coach never leaves a negative. He always replaces a negative with a positive. So what we do then is we do like a little breathing exercise, but, and then we have them stand up and have them get back on that picture and recite, I have in my you know, hand the five things I can do, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do them. I will never, because I, I would never, ever let you down. So when we take that, when, when you... You know, and, and then we just hold a different exercise of, of visualization of, you know, with, with those people like on your back, it's a little harder to do. Um, but it's when you get focused on the thing that's important, um, and I think we just don't do it. We don't do that. Yeah. And after every time we do that sure. exercise, there's always like a silence. Gets weird, you know? Right. I asked the guys, was like, you know what? And, you ever hear the term eerie silence? Oh, yes. Absolutely. A lot of people, because I live in New Jersey, so a lot of people when they went to the Trade Center site said there was an eerie silence there. A silence can't be anything but silent. And what really it is, is that there isn't anything present there, is that your mind is just clear. Mm -hmm. So when you go to something like, you know, as devastating as the, the Trade Center site, you can't think of anything else but, oh my God, what happened here? 
But when you get focused and you're, you're focusing on your family and you, you reduce it down to the most important terms, you get that, you, you clear out the bullshit. So I don't care if I'm going to offend somebody in, in, or I'm going to, you know, um, make someone upset with me in business or whatever. I'm going to go get what I need to go get for my family to, for the most important people that are in my life and for the lifestyle we want to lead, the things we want to do. So I, I, for my coaching clients, we got to get as crystal clear as we can with that as fast as we can. Sure. Clear out the bullshit. Let's get to what's important. Let's focus on that. And then once you stay focused on that and that starts to improve, man, the other stuff just looks like baby shit, you know, when, <laughs> once you get down on that level. So um, that's one of the things. Awesome. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a heck of an exercise. And so, and so the idea here, it's coming out in February. This interview is airing starting in February. I want to make sure people know – uh, a few different things. Number one <clears throat> is it do, do, do we want them to go to uh, go effing get it.com? Is that the best place to check it out? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, G O and it's like effing like F I N. Yeah, F I N G. I'll link it up below. It's yeah, all going to be yeah, linked up below. That's easy, yeah. So you're going to go there and then what do we got here? We got a book. What, what are they going to get uh, if, they, if they get this as well? Yeah, <clears throat> it's a book. Um, that's a transcription basically of the interview series, but there's also the exercises we talk about. So we have exercises like um, asshole money, which is how to know if you're spending money like an asshole. Um, asshole elimination, how to get rid of the people in your life that you don't have. Um, like nut job elimination, which is very different than asshole elimination. Um, we have my collection of fuck-ups. Um, so there's a lot of exercises in cool. the book that we use. Um, and then... <laughs> Uh oh, that was so, an evil. That was like a Doctor Evil giggle. No, All we right. have, uh, my my. Uh, we just did it with our mastermind group two weeks ago. It's the PPES uh, trademark copyright. Uh, it's the Pussy Part Elimination System, and uh, what that means is everybody <laughs> everybody's got nice. parts of us that are less than than tough. So we go through the Pussy Part Elimination System to eliminate um, those parts. So. Um, <laughs> Those are all in there, but then there's. <laughs> there's <laughs> so there's, if you are uh, sensitive to explicit language, make sure. Well, first of all, you wouldn't be listening to this anyway. But second of well, all, I, I mean it in the in the least. You know, I mean it in the you know, the the, the kindest and gentlest way. And I think everybody knows how whatever. Right. Um, but um, uh, uh, so they'll get that, and then they'll get there's like four hours of recordings that go with it that the people have listened to it for, so far. Um, have really resonated with it. And on that, you can see from the who's who of marketing on that page that have kind of gone through it. Um, it's just kind of, you know, a really powerful thing. Yeah, there's cool testimonials on there. We'll make sure people check that out. Now, uh, final thing on any other links. Um, uh, <laughs> if people want to check out, uh, first of all, baseball-related things, uh, yeah. where do we want to send them? Please go to paulreddickbaseball.com. Okay. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's that's kind of the origin point of everything. Cool. And is there? Uh, you mentioned kind of like you, you take on some private clients and you do occasional masterminds or something like that. If people are thinking about that in the future, it might be something that they're interested in when time. You know, if you have some uh, a spot that opens up or something like that, is there somewhere that they can go to find out more information on that, or how do they how do they stay posted? Yeah, they can go to either of those sites and and just put their email. I think on the on the GFGI site, you can just put your email or, or email me directly. I think it is. And okay. uh, we'll put you on like a notification list. All right, cool. Well, Paul, hey, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for the time today. This has been a, this has been a blast. I know I'm fired up, and uh, absolutely, uh, I, think you, I think you helped man. clear my uh, my sinuses or whatever I'm having on over here. I'm much clearer now than I was at the beginning, which is weird. Good so. All right, I'm gonna add healer to my resume. 
Perfect. This was Paul Raddick <laughs> on the rise to the top. All that stuff is linked up below. I will see you next time. I'm David Simon Garland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. And one more quick reminder, you want to check out that free trial of GoToMeeting with HD Faces. All you got to do, GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code RISE. You're going to get 45 days on me. And one more quick reminder, if, if you're interested in being your own talk show host and doing kind of your version of the Rise to the Top and want to learn all the secrets, everything, make sure to sign up. Go to CreateAwesomeInterviews.com, enter your email. Got something good for you soon. It's on its way.